When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, baseball family, to this week's episode of the Baseball Together podcast. We're going to talk about spring training updates, WBC stuff, and more right now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome, baseball family, to this episode of the Baseball Together podcast. I am Brig, and co-hosting this ship with me today co-piloting i should say is blackjack brad how are you blackjack brad i am doing well actually thank you very much thanks for asking how are you today brig oh you know just fantabarific (laughs) very good excellent i love to hear it (laughs) hey listen before we get into baseball stuff i have a question for you okay and i've been saving this question for on the air because that's what i decided to do it's not baseball related at all It's only baseball related in the fact that you're involved and you are okay. baseball for me. So I was going, I was talking to my girlfriend about dog names. I want a dog really bad. Right, it's, right. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. Everybody knows that. And it's a, uh, I'm really into human names. Okay. So we came up with a couple of different options. And one of them that we both really like is Brad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so. So, okay. First off, I'm honored. <laughs> it's not a slight at all. Second, so I think I think there are a lot of human names that are really good for dog names, right? Like I think one that you threw out there before was Vern. Vern. Vern was, there was my last another one. There was another one you had last year when you were out here when we were uh, when we were at the little pet store in the mall. I can't remember what it was oh, you were talking right. about. But you guys are really had good. A... I've had a Hank, Hank, <laughs> which was Hank. Yes, I've had a Hank. I had a, which was I had awesome. a friend who had a who had a bloodhound named Hank, and I yeah. thought it was fitting. It was very good, but I don't, I don't. Maybe it's just because it's my name. <laughs> I don't know how well it fits with the dog. That's the only thing. But like I said, I'm honored. The other <laughs> that you would other... think of naming your dog not necessarily after me, but sharing no, a name with just me. Sharing a name with you. <laughs> I was just loving it because it'd be a Rottweiler, so it'd be a big black dog too. You know, it's like Blackjack yeah. Brad, Rottweiler. <laughs> um, the other runner, the the other front runner is Michael. Um, That's a good and one. We would. You remember that episode of the the Office when Jim is impersonating Dwight? <laughs> he gets up out of his chair <laughs> yes. and he goes, "Michael." Yeah. <laughs> we decided that we would always call the dog by the name Michael. <laughs> Michael. Michael. <laughs> Michael. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, baseball family, there is a lot to get into this week. Thanks for indulging us a little personal moment there that I've been saving. So free agents have been signed. Uh, There's still a number of them, like Zach Britton still hasn't been signed anywhere. But Will Smith has. He signed on with the Rangers. Brad Hand signed on with the Rockies. And Donovan Solano has signed with the Twins. Jackie Brad, those are major league contracts. Jackie Bradley Jr. has found a home in the Royals minor league system. Ruchned Odor, Rugi, is now with the Padres in his in their minor league system. And Mike Moustakas, the Moose himself, has gone back to the Rockies. 
Do you see what I did there? There's a moose yeah. in the Rockies. Yeah, that was good. All right. That was good. <laughs> it was terrible, actually, but I really liked it. <laughs> My daughter would say, Dad, that was a dad joke and a half. I'm like, yeah, you bet. I think these are all good signings. I don't think there's a ton to discuss with them. I think that Jackie Bradley Jr. could end up being uh, called up and and having an impact in the Royals system as far as veteran leadership and things like that. That could be a steal for the Royals, honestly. Yeah. Like, he was one of the hottest things going a few years ago, you know, and then it's like he fell off the face of the earth. And you don't know if he's going to have a resurgence. I doubt it. I doubt it. I think that's why he's getting only a minor league deal. But yeah. at the same time, though, I mean, it, there's there is potential for him to break camp with the Royals, right? For him to make the opening day roster, and it would be cheap. It would be really cheap for yeah. the Royals, and I I think, like I said, veteran leadership. I think he could be a could play a great role for some of those you know, those young guys on that team. This is the best one out of season. all of them, honestly. That's I the do. best. That's the best signing out of all of them. I feel like. I wish Rugi was having a better situation, but he just cannot seem to pull it together. And it's honestly, it's really sad because Rugi, he's only 30, what, 31? Let me look. I don't know, oh, but I do, feel like, I do feel like his like biggest career highlight, though, is punching Jose Batista. And that's what he's going to go down <laughs> for, right? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Like nothing he um, can do is going to overshadow that. Like he will never have a better highlight than that. Yeah, 100% agree with you. Um, all right, so we get some free, free agent signings out of the way. Let's move over to the Dodgers. Um, Dave Roberts plans to play Mookie Betts about 40 games this season at second base. This is something I feel like we've been hearing about for at least a year, and it's finally come about, I don't know, give or take a year. And uh, I'm really excited because isn't he a true second baseman? Didn't he come yeah, up as a second baseman? Yeah, he came up as a second baseman, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know how he's going to do though. Like, I don't know if there's a reason they moved him to the outfield. You know, like we know he's, we know he's a true athlete. He is a freak of nature when it comes to anything athletic. He can do it all. And I'm sure he can do it. Um, but I think they're doing this more out of necessity than anything, just because Gavin Lux is out the, out for the year of the torn ACL. Yeah. Right. And that's the whole thing. I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think, I think that's the big thing. Like, like you said, they kind of teased it last year. They didn't actually do it. I don't know if there's a reason why they did or didn't do it or didn't do it last year, but I don't know. It's something to watch out for with the Dodgers. I mean, the Dodgers are coming. The only way they can go from last year is down, honestly, as far as their regular season goes. Um, I don't, I don't know if they're necessarily going to, I mean, I don't think they're going to win 110 games again. I don't know if they'll win 105, but I'll bet they pull off 95. Oh, I'm sure that yeah, I'm sure they will. They're still incredibly talented. Great yeah. team. They're they're the cream of the of the NL West until somebody takes them down. Yeah. So there's that. I my prediction is that Mookie Betts at second base is a revelation. Hmm. I don't you think, think he ends up putting a gold glove. Not at Is only that kind 40 of revelation games. Or? Not at only 40. He's not oh, going to win true. a not at 40 games. Only 40 games. No. Yeah, he wouldn't qualify. But if he if he plays, I don't know, let's say he's a magician there, um, and they put him in and he ends up bagging, you know, 90 games, then yeah, he might, he might win a gold glove. I wonder if they would do this, if they got to the point where they were like, if him being at second base makes him more comfortably, more comfortable offensively, if right. they're like, 
it's worth it to have him at yeah. second base if he's hitting even better there because yeah. I do feel like there is something to be said for a guy in his position the way and his offensive output that some guys do better playing certain positions because they're just more comfortable for the entire game than they were uh, in an like out of position I guess you could say so bro I 100% agree with you that's a good, good thing to think about I didn't even think about that um. Okay, couple things. Jose Quintana is out. He has a stress fracture in his rib. No timetable on returning, and that sucks. That sounds incredibly painful. Yeah, because you can't. I, so a rib, nothing with your ribs can be. You just have to wait it out, right? Right. Yeah. So I got. I got to tell you, Brig. I'm playing a little hurt today. So yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, there was a uh, something, something irritated by allergies. I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, I was like, I sneezing like crazy all day yesterday. Well, today I physically I'm feeling it. I think I might have done something on my ribs because I feel like I maybe have a stress fracture in a rib. It hurts, dang, so bad. It's probably oh, no. just like an oblique or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> from sneezing. But man, yeah, like I'm sore, so I can't imagine what he's dealing with actual stress fracture in his rib. Yeah, Oof. that sucks. That's got to be just terrible. Yeah. Thanks for, for a picture. You're right, exactly. Um, Jose Bautista is is being awarded the they're honoring him with the level of excellence. This is some big fancy thing they do in Canada. It's called the level of excellence. Excellence. It's a Blue Jays thing. It's very exciting. Um, not a huge list of players from the Blue Jays organization have their name listed on here, but it, there are some notable 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 names. That's what happens when you put notable and names together. Notable. You get notable. Yeah. <laughs> So the natables up in uh, freaking Toronto are George Bell, Joe Carter, Carlos Delgado, Tony Fernandez, Roy Halliday, and Dave Steeb. So again, not a huge list, but all of them are named at the Rogers Center. I feel like this is a lot like getting your number retired, but not yeah. retiring your number. Right. It's like their so way like, around it. So I was... Um... I was at a uh, at a Twins game several years ago. I was covering it as part of a conference I was at, and uh, that w- same weekend. So I was there on the Friday night game, Thursday night game, I believe is what it was. Uh, it was it was it had to have been a four game series. Anyway, it was the beginning of the series, and Tory Hunter was walking around the press box while we were there because they were they were showing him around, showing him all this stuff as far as like where he can go and like i think it was maybe it may have been his first time in the in the press area at target field but uh anyway it's because they were inducting him into their ring of honor Mm. and so i don't i don't think that they have his number no they don't have his number retired but he's in their ring of honor and maybe the blue jays don't Retire numbers. I'm looking right now to see if they. Yeah, do or you they look. Maybe this is what they do instead. But <clears throat> I don't know for sure. Let me let me get they a have, couple of these details they have out of the way. Two numbers. So they have two numbers retired. They have Roberto Alomar and Roy Halladay are the only numbers they have retired. They don't have any of those other guys retired. See, so and that's what I. So I was I was looking at this and they were like Blue Jays honor Jose Bautista with level of excellence and I'm like what level? The highest level. The, the 500 level, level. <laughs> the lowest level excellence. Like what level of excellence are we talking about here? It just felt like it was a weird, it's a weird sort of like almost. Right. I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what it feels like. like the me. Ring of Honor, like like with Tori Hunter. Just yeah. Now, like, almost. Just, we loved you, but you just didn't, you know, it's not quite. So he played, he last played in Toronto in 2018, Jose Bautista, Joey Bats. Um, his numbers in Toronto, 253, 372, 506, 288 homers, 766 RBIs over 1,235 games. He had four instances, four seasons in that time in Toronto where he was in top 10 MLB voting. And uh, to me, that is solid. Yeah. It's not exquisite, but it's solid. Well, he probably, and he had one of, uh, you obviously can't say the biggest, but he had one of the biggest hits of franchise history. Oh, yeah. That home run in the wild card game. Totally. And Obviously, there will never be anything bigger than than Joe Carter, but he he's up there. So that's why I think like this is deserving, and we're excited yeah. about it. We're excited for him, but it also like let's call it what it is. I feel like I don't want to rain on anybody's parade, but it's not a retired number. It's you know it's not Hall of Fame. It's not even like the team's Hall of Fame, although. Right close as it gets probably anyway close to close as it gets without being like, i feel like i'm being a downer like i'm i'm questioning my tone on this and i'm like sorry well, I, I feel like it's valid though like honestly because it's one of those things where it is kind of ambiguous like what kind of honor is this because you're not going to retire his number it doesn't seem, yeah. like, seem like you're ever going to if you're not going to do it now he's right. not getting inducted into the team hall of fame it doesn't seem like he ever will be because he's, they're not doing it now it's like the runner it's like the hall of very it's like the organization organization's hall of very good is what this right. feels like it's like, the it's the level and maybe of it's the big moment guys maybe that's what it is it's like the Could these be. are our big moment guys we got to find a way to deal with it now i don't mind honoring anybody i'm all about a, a reason to party like come on like, right, let's get together right. yeah and have a jamboree you know what i mean somebody throw some gumbo on like there a whole blue up yeah hollow blue and if there's a good old donnie brook i'd be real happy and we know that there are some guys in that list that can do it um however that's like let's call it what it is so that's that's all that's my curmudgeon i think it's valid out. thanks man Let's move on. Bryce Harper has decided he wants to play baseball again in the outfield because his body's going to let him, which is really exciting. So he's recovered yeah. from his elbow surgery. He hasn't played in right field since April 16th of 2022, but he's set to return to camp on Wednesday. This is a big deal for baseball, not just Philly. Right. It is. It is a big deal. Because uh, you you've got to have Bryce Harper on the field with Major League Baseball, honestly. Like I, I, would. I feel like you really do. Um, I don't. I didn't see when he's going to be throwing yet. Because no, I think I think he's still got a ways, but I do believe he'll be set to DH. Yeah, there's no, there's like a lot of, there's not a lot of detail. It's a lot of sparse information right now. But we'll keep you updated as Bryce Harper's situation progresses. Um. Let's talk about this now, Brad. You ready to talk about Mike Clevenger? Yeah, let's go ahead. So Major League Baseball has completed their investigation into the Mike Clevenger domestic violence case. Um, for those of you that don't remember, Mike Clevenger was alleged to have done violated Major League Baseball's domestic violence and whatever else um, policies. It was like a huge name for the joint something-something policies it's all about 
domestic stuff. And I should have the name off the top of my head, but I don't right now, so forgive me. But in January, the allegations came out, and, and Major League Baseball has been conducting their own investigation since then. And they have now come to the conclusion that, quote, more than 15 individuals, in addition to Mr. Clevenger and the complainant, as well as a review of available documents such as thousands of electronic communications and records, end quote, have been sorted through. And they have determined that there's not going to be any disciplinary action against Mike Clevenger. Right. There will, though, however, um, what was it? They said that, gosh, what was it? They said that he agreed to some kind of counseling or something like that. Um, and he agreed to submit it... to the evaluations of the joint treatment boards under the collective bargaining, collectively bargained policies to comply, comply with any board's recommendations. So it sounds like there might be some kind of therapy going on. Right. It sounds like it. It also, there are some statements that say that his family or that they they continue to receive family support in the wake of this. And all of that sounds to me like um, fluffed up language for, like you're saying, like treatment. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. Let me just get it out there. I don't want to, I don't want to be ambiguous about this at all. We talked about it with Marcelo Zuna. Marcelo Zuna deserved to have arms wrapped around him. And people there backing him up. And that's not what he got. Right. He was just vilified the whole time. And this, if there really is no fault for Mike Clevenger, and all evidence that we have available to us says that there's probably not, or at least not enough to, to discipline. Right. That's, that's what they're yeah, saying. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Then then the, the right answer, to me, the only answer is to wrap their arms around him and get him the help he needs. If there's help required. I don't know. All I'm saying is this to me, I have to I have to look at this and juxtapose it against other cases. And one of the cases that you brought up, Brad, is the Trevor Bauer case. So on the one hand, we have Marcelo Zuna. On the other hand, we have Trevor Bauer. And then we have this entirely new situation going on with Mike Clevenger. This new they're coming down in a new way. Because Trevor Bauer still not signed anywhere. And he was acquitted right. of all civil uh, charges and allegations have been wiped away. And MLB found nothing worth disciplining him over as well. Well, they, they punished they him extend- for two years. They, they suspended right. him for two years. But then was it an arbitrator who said, no, you can't do that. He's reinstated yeah. immediately. Yeah. So I, I'm like, I'm totally confused. This, this, me, this is further confusing me about Trevor Bauer's situation. Right. Um, yeah, because they didn't they didn't even say anything about him needing to receive any kind of treatment, therapy, anything like that. Like they didn't even allude to it like they have with Clevenger. Nope. Like it's it's so weird. And yep. And and maybe and maybe what it is is because there were this is the only thing I can think of, Brig, and I'm thinking of this just now. Okay. Maybe because Trevor Bauer was never convicted of a crime and the arbitrator had said you cannot spend Trevor Bauer for this for being whatever it was he was being. <laughs> I don't know that I can necessarily use family friendly words for that. Sure. But <laughs> you can't suspend him for that. Yeah. So now there's a precedent set and they come with Mike Clevenger and they say there are no charges. 
there was no he was never convicted of a crime any of that and now like well okay we can't suspend mike clevenger because of that but we can say do you need help of some kind because it seems like there was a problem they like when i read the article it was said that um i guess there were social there were accusations on social media about throwing tobacco on a baby and throwing an ipad yeah. at a pregnant woman and using illegal drugs so i'm sure somewhere in there they're like let us get you some help so this doesn't happen again or anything like it so you don't it's get in not, trouble it's again. totally plausible so totally plausible if you are convicted of a crime like if so that if it did escalate and you were convicted then we would have to punish, punish you let's prevent that i wonder if that's what it is but i don't know yeah. that's what i'm thinking now but if the president was set, it, so they can't. But if in the case of Ozuna, there's you know illegal substances and whatever <clears throat> laws being broken, but nobody was harmed, is that the funky line we're trying to draw here? I don't know because nobody was st- offended by this it. This is the thing, though, is that I feel like you have to see, like we talked about it before with Ozuna, like you have to see stuff like that and be like, the dudes, the dude needs some help, like. Yeah. It sounds like the Marlins knew there was a problem with Jose Fernandez before he died in the boat crash. Yeah. But they didn't do anything about it. Either they were trying to or they just decided or decided it wasn't time yet or what. And but, what do we know? You know, I right, don't know. You know, like we weren't there and I don't think that David Sampson has talked in, that much about that situation in particular, you know, because I, I was know. listening to a show today and he did specifically say that we knew about problems off the field. We turned, we chose to turn the other way because of the talent. Ah, right. And, ah. but the problem is though, is that like, you can't go the other way with Ozuna and be like, well, we know there's a problem, but we don't want to help him because we don't necessarily want him around. You can't because do that. The talent level isn't there. Like you can't do that that's either. Culpability in my book. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's what the Braves did, but it's kind of what no, it feels like. If, the, if that is the case, then that's wrong. I think. Right. Yeah. That's that's anyway, what it feels like on my end though. But anyway. I'm just and I I understand needing to take cases situation by situation, literally case by case basis. And I support that. I don't think there should be blanket arbitration laid down or blanket discipline laid down in cases like this because that's why you have investigative committees and stuff like that, right? right? Like yeah. let's make sure we understand what's going on. So we are armchair quarterbacking this a little bit, and I only bring it up to raise questions. And the first question is, aren't we glad that this seems to be a far more supportive situation than we've seen in the past? That's yes. my very first thing. To me, that's the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm because we, I'm really I mean, glad. like like Trevor Bauer is a pariah in the league. Now we've seen other guys be, go the same direction with a similar situation, and it seems like they're more likely to like you said, wrap their arms around them, give them the help they need, if, it, if that's the case. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, I think you're yeah. right with that. Let's talk All about right, Julio. moving on to happier stuff. Julio! Julio Rodriguez signs a multi-deer, multi-deer yield, a multi-year <laughs> deal. What is with words today? Words he are hard, Brick. A multi-year deal with Adidas. And Adidas now has the two of the most likable professional athletes in the United States. Brad, how do you feel about this i'm ecstatic it's funny though because i'm not an adidas guy right like so i i I put that in the notes for those of you listening that adidas has two of the most likable professional athletes in the united states now they have julio rodriguez 
and Damian Lillard. I might become an Adidas guy yeah. like tomorrow. <laughs> so that's amazing. We'll see though, because I do love my Under Armour. But anyway, yeah, no, I think it's awesome. It's super cool. I would love to see him be the face of baseball campaigns. But guys like Chris Bryant and Trey Turner are also Adidas guys. They are. But that that's a pretty high pedestal to put a sophomore player up on there with. Yeah, like, I'm pretty excited about it. I'm uh, I'm looking really quick. See if I can find some kind of. Hey, baseball but, players that are sponsored by Adidas: Act Plesac, Chris Bryant, um, Alamides Diaz, Carlos Correa, Coco Crisp, Carlos Gomez, Aaron Judge, Trey Turner, Josh Harrison, Alex Bregman, Justin Upton, Melvin Upton Jr. Jason Worth, Billy Hamilton, Byron Buxton, Chase Utley, Justin Turner, Tommy Pham, um, <clears throat> Kevin Pillar, Marcus Stroman, Aroldis Chapman, Cody Starr. I uh, doubt. Dakota. I doubt Aroldis Chapman is still an Adidas athlete. Yeah, I was. That's why I paused. I was like, oh, really? <laughs> Dakota but, Hudson and, but and Nick Castellanos. Think about this though, Brig. Hold on. Like, think a couple <laughs> of guys on that list though. Aaron Judge. Yeah, I had no idea he was an Adidas guy. Me neither. I just assumed he was a Nike guy. Like like Bryce Harper is Under Armour, which yeah. good for him. He's been with Under Armour forever. It's yeah, interesting sure. that I don't I don't know who's a Nike guy in baseball anymore. You know? A lot of New Balance guys. I was going to say, you see a lot of New Balance. And you see yeah. it at the lower levels in the minor leagues, too. Yeah. I was shocked when I was interning with a rookie league team how much New Balance I saw in that field. I know that's a lot. When I was in college, it was, it was when I was shocked as well. I had the same realization at about the same time. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Pretty interesting stuff. It's it's very cool. Good for him. He uh, he and his soccer player girlfriend, if they end up getting married and having babies, are going to have some of the most athletic <laughs> babies in the world, and they will be set up for the rest of their lives and their kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you right. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, man? Maybe one of them will go on to cure cancer or something, which Maybe. is just as good, <laughs> if not better. You know, they're so like the better. next Nomar Garcia Parra and Mia Hamm. Yes, like could be. Only with less like, fidgeting, le- <laughs> uh, more swag, less fidgeting. There you go. That's okay. what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> All right, the World Baseball Classic is coming up, and we are very, very excited about it. So um, very I'm, excited about it. I am flying into Phoenix early, early Saturday morning, literally <laughs> midnight, um, Friday to Saturday. Yeah. So it's exciting. We will be at the U.S. Great Britain game, and we're going to pump up the jam. Oh, big time! Yeah, pumping all. Yeah. The way and we'll also the jam. we'll be uh, we'll be pounding the pavement on Sunday night as well before yep. the U.S. Mexico game. We'll be down there. If We're going to do street corner interviews. So come and find us and we'll, you'll notice we'll be wearing our baseball together jerseys. So yes. <laughs> we'll be easy to spot. <laughs> we'll stick out. We'll stick out. That's for sure. Uh, anyway, WBC rosters already taking hits and not in the best way. Vlad Guerrero Jr. is out with knee injury. Um, apparently there's just some inflammation, no structural damage, but the club has decided, nope, you can't play in the WBC. Uh, it might've been a collective decision. I don't know, but he's not on the roster anymore. That's the important point. And then moving over to Japan, it is showtime. 
on the Japanese national team right now because Shohei Otani already in his first showing hit two bombs in his exhibition game and totaled six RBIs in the process. <laughs> I just you know, like, this is the thing is like, that's he's ready to roll. Obviously, oh, as we can tell, the only problem is and like, and I'm going to say this, but then I got, I got to caveat it. Shohei Otani cannot win the world baseball classic by himself. That being said, we did. I feel like we did discount Japan when we did our little WBC preview a couple weeks ago. We Somebody brought it to our attention on YouTube, and I have to admit that we did discount Japan because we we mentioned not many big leaguers on that roster, but not many the, yeah MLB big leaguers, right? Yeah, but Japan's professional league is. I mean, we talk about four A All Stars. It's yeah. a four A league. They've got really yeah. good players in Japan, and they are the not Nippon. necessarily all here. But yeah. Japan can compete. I think they can totally. They'll, they'll come out of their they'll come out of their pool and they'll make some noise uh, when they get to Miami. You can count on that for sure. It's going to be fun. We're very excited, yeah. and we'll be watching uh, on those games, uh, the championship games, when we can't be there. So, and maybe next time we'll be at the championship game. That would be amazing. All right, <clears throat> that would. Be this amazing. is this is where it gets really interesting. I have been really excited to talk about this. All right. So, Major League Baseball is positioning itself to take over local broadcast rights. Now, and this is exciting in every way. Hopefully, in the biggest news is hopefully it dispels or dispels it go does away with all blackout restrictions. That that's what everybody is hoping will happen when Diamond Broadcast Group, who owns Bally. When if they declare bankruptcy and no longer broadcast baseball games, that 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 all the broadcast restrictions for what we're saying is 17 teams now. Um, suddenly, you know, we, anybody can watch them, even if you're around the corner, which is super huge. Okay, all right, ready? I'm gonna sl- I'm gonna slow down, so I'm excited to talk about all this. Ba- Major League Baseball has added three new executives to prepare for this takeover of this local broadcast teams. Doug Johnson has been named the senior vice president and the executive producer of local media. Greg, where'd that letter go? Anyway, guy named Greg. I think it's Pinnell. <laughs> it's, it's a P it's Pinnell. I, was gonna say, my, I think it's Pinnell. <laughs> my net, my, my memory happened. Thanks. Words. Gosh, Greg Pinnell, senior vice president of local media, Kendall Burgess, vice president, local media, technical, uh, technical operations. None of those names matter other than can you feel the weight of the structure they're building? Like it's it matters. A big deal. It matters to it's them. A, it's the, but, the thing that's nice is that they're taking it seriously. They're not gonna be like, oh, we yeah. gotta do national broad or we gotta do local broadcasts. Um just put a camera there, get the intern yeah. to run it, and that, the um, intern. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> They're not just grabbing the interns to throw yeah. together some solution. No, 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 no. The, this is this is evidence to me that they're very, very serious. I'm yeah. really excited about it. Mm-hmm. So, okay, Diamond Sports Group is owned by a company called Sinclair. Okay, and Diamonds uh, Diamond Broadcast Sports Sports Group is the company of Bally Sports. They're the parent company to Bally Sports. They have the rights to 14 teams, and they have skipped out on roughly $140 million in interest payments that were due by February 15th. 
So we're getting the heavy details of what's going on. Okay. So much money. (laughs) As of September 30th, Diamond held a debt of $8.674 billion with a B. And they owe nearly $1 billion just in baseball rights payments. And they're due March 31st. Rut row. That's so much money. <laughs> that billion dollars, like. That's half a major league baseball team. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even know what to, like, what to, what does major league baseball do? I don't know. You know, and they and not over. all of that is Major League Baseball. Like the Suns play on Bally. Right. You know, yeah, but this is just baseball. This one I know, billion and that's what dollars I'm saying. is it's just like, baseball. Yeah, that's right. The one billion is baseball, but like some of that eight point six, like some of that's gotta go to the NBA too. Yeah, totally. Like and probably hockey. Oh, for sure. Oh my <laughs> goodness. It's it's a mess. Okay. The teams that they're talking about, these are the teams, the Diamondbacks, the Braves, the Reds, the Tigers, Royals, Angels, Marlins, Brewers, Twins, Cardinals, Padres, Rays, Rangers, and Cleveland's baseball team are all caught up in these in this situation. Now, that's 14 for those of you uh, actuaries at home. Okay, so where is the three more coming from that we said 17 at the beginning? And here, here they are. Um, they're talking to the Rockies, the Astros, and the Pirates, to whom they also owe fees, rights fees that have gone unpaid. And they have informed those three teams as of late that they are unable. They don't have the money. They just called them and said, "We hey, we don't have the money. <laughs> so there's your 17 ball clubs that are stand to be Oh, taken over by Major League Baseball's new, very, very robust team of local broadcast executives. Um, and you ready for my favorite part? Yeah, please do. Do you have anything my to say before I? On this, Greg, I'm gonna be honest with you. Do you have anything to say before I deliver the coup de gras? Um, I think I did. That it blows my mind. A billion dollars is a lot of money for baseball yeah. teams to be missing out on. So, yeah, especially these teams that need the money. Go ahead. And that's why I think the owners, some of them are like, we're broke. I'm like, well, maybe you are, you know, especially teams <laughs> like the Reds. Yeah. Maybe they really are broke because of this. I don't but know. The Padres continue to spend money, so I don't know. Yeah, I know. It's fascinating. Here's the coup de gras. Billy Chambers, we talked about him, I think, last week or the week before. Billy Chambers was hired by Major League Baseball on February 1st as the executive vice president for local media. So he's in charge of adding Doug, Greg, and Kendall, right? Billy Chambers, his last job was with Sinclair Broadcast Group, which is the parent company to Diamond, (laughs) who owns Bali. When did he work for them? Like when his last job, all I could find was that his very last job was with Sinclair. And now he's hired by Major League Baseball as a okay. Favorite. So there's there's two thoughts. <clears throat> there's two thoughts that I have with this break. Yeah. One is he's going to run Major League Baseball's coverage of its own sport into the ground. That's my first thought. 
Oh, okay. interesting. Like when you said that was my very first thought. Okay. My other thought, <laughs> I don't want to say sabotage. <laughs> <laughs> Collusion? <laughs> there might have been a little bit. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to go work for Major League Baseball. They have a blackout problem. Let's solve that. Pull the plug <laughs> and out the door. <laughs> I, listen, I don't know what position he held at Sinclair, um, but it was it's interesting to me because you know, he maybe was seeing the writing on the wall. It jumped ship early. Maybe. I think, I think that's possible. I mean, I've jumped off a sinking ship before. Yeah. And yeah. And yeah, because we all saw the writing on the wall. But anyway, no, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's bizarre. Um, maybe a little bit concerning for I don't know who. <laughs> well, everybody at Sinclair's, you know, subsidiaries. Yeah. That's anyway, so crazy. Baseball That's... family, we're going to take a quick break, and then when we get back, we're going to talk all about spring training. There's a lot that has happened, and uh, and we'll let you know about it. Welcome back, baseball family. So spring training is in full swing. We're a little more than a week through, so we thought we'd do a little bit of a check-in, see how things have gone, especially with the pitch clock, hot topic and will continue to be a hot topic, I'm sure, all season. Um, but first, we want to talk about this. Let's get into Yankees pitcher Carlos Rodon, who got absolutely wrecked, straight up destroyed in his first spring training outing, allowed five runs on six hits, including two bombs and a walk in two-plus innings. He did strike out two in the meantime, though. So Hooray. got that going for him, which is nice. Which is nice. <laughs> so... <laughs> regarding the outing though he did say this which i think is fantastic and is the proper approach to take because you can't let an outing like that wreck you especially in march he said thank god it's spring training yep (laughs) and don't we all look at the box score at least once a day and say oh oh, oh," the very same thing yep (laughs) well the yankees lost like 10 to 14 or something 10 to 12 or something yesterday or today it was pretty intense um the catcher kyle higashioka did say like i'm glad so they had a conversation and rodon said he was starting to get on himself and wanted to reach back and just throw hard like really throw hard but with anger um yeah and he he was like i just didn't let it get to me and i wasn't able to and um but he's frustrated that he's not in mid-season form in the preseason, right? So yeah, yeah. Higashioka said that he was really glad that he didn't reach back for more that isn't there yet. It's not supposed to be there yet. Follow, trust the process. And so um, it was kind of a mature approach that I was really excited to see as a Yankees fan anyway. It's made me right. happy. Well, and this is the thing is as a competitor, you always want to be at your best. It doesn't matter if it's the first day of training or you know it's going to be the last day of the season. You always want to be at your best. You expect so much out of yourself. I'm sure it was so frustrating just being like, and you see, and you've seen it with other guys this season. Like George Kirby got got touched up, I think it was on Sunday a little bit. And it's kind of like, just got to remember it's spring. It's spring training. It's fine. It's going to happen. It's tough, though. Yeah. It's tough to watch. It's really tough to watch. <laughs> it's like, and, and this is the other thing that I always have to remind myself too: is spring training. Is I noticed a long time ago that the teams that do the best in spring training do the worst during the season. True, they every day in March, and it happens every single year. So you just got to remind yourself: your team is doing really well in spring training. 
Mind you, to temper your expectations the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> and that is, you could take that to the bank. <laughs> Even for spe- for specific players, I think it was last spring training. Higashioka hit like six or eight bombs or something like that, and then had a mostly flat season. Yeah, not, like I, I mean, that's I always being generous. I wish that they kept like comprehensive stats during spring training to like just as much stats as they do the, during the regular season. That it was easy to look up because I would love to put together a spring training all star team because I know that Dustin Ackley would be starting on that team, probably batting third. Mm. Mm. He was an absolute spring training stud, and then once it came like May or June, he had he had already reached his peak and was not good the rest of the year. That sucks. Yeah. So, oh. So frustrating as a Mariners fan. Yeah. <laughs> a little worried about Jared Kelnick now, too, because he's already got four dingers this this spring training. So it's like, I don't want to see a spring training all-star. I just want to see you play baseball well. Question. Maybe. Is it going to be the same for WBC breakouts? Mm, like guys who do well in the WBC are not going to have a good season? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't. What would think make it so. different? I think it's the level of competition that it's actually competitive baseball. The guys around them are playing competitively as well. Like not, and like this is the thing is you have to remember the guys are still playing playing competitively in spring training. Like Julio Rodriguez said last week, he crashed into the wall. He's like, "There's a score up on that board, so I'm going to play hard," is what he said. And I understand. Oh, you gotta that. love, gotta love hearing things like that, right? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Worth the price of admission answer. alone, right there. Yeah, but I don't feel like everybody is, and even the guys who are playing for a contract, the play that the the product that they put on the field is just not as good as what you see during the regular season. Right. But the guys who are playing in the WBC, for the most part, they are. So I think you temper again. You temper expectations for pool play because it's not entirely balanced, as we've seen. Yeah based on right. roster construction. Yeah. But once you get out of pool play, once they get to Miami, I think that's when you look at guys and you see who really breaks out. Christian Yelich had a couple of great years after the WBC. Yeah. Um, Javi Baez had a couple of great years after the WBC. And uh, who else was it? Starling Marte had a few really totally. good years after the WBC. So I think you can you can kind of pick and choose who is going to come out. Like Obviously, you have your expectations as to who is going to play well. But the surprises, I think that I don't think it's necessarily a flash in the pan. I think that it's one of those things where they've hit. Now they get their confidence and they take that to the big leagues. It's cool. I hope that's the case. That's what I, I hope see. that's the case. Yeah, I do too. But anywho, let's talk about Justin Turner. This just happened today, Monday. Um, this is scary. Yeah. So Turner was hit in the face. By Detroit's Matt Manning. He was on the ground for a while. He's bleeding. Um, he walked off the field under his own power. He was taken to the hospital. He had a, he had a towel over his face. Um, but he was checked for a concussion. His wife, Courtney, tweeted out at 6.17 p.m. Eastern time. She said, 16 stitches and lots of swelling. Clear scans, no fractures. That's huge. The, that is huge. And if he can get out of here with even a minor concussion, I feel like he'll be... That'll be a win for him. I hope that he doesn't have like a serious concussion that lasts for a long time because Kyle Lewis last year, uh, the ball hit his shoulder, his helmet came off, and then the ball hit him in the head with no helmet. 
Yeah. He was out for several weeks dealing with concussion symptoms. He said he couldn't even get out of bed. And I would hate yeah. to see that happen to Justin Turner, this, especially this late in his career. Because he's supposed to be I'm the saying. Red Sox everyday DH. Everyday DH and some reps at first base against lefties. So, which is going to spell Tristan Cassis, who's a rookie. Mm-hmm. So they like they need him. I feel like the Red Sox need him in lots of ways. Yeah, spe- and add the veteran leadership on top of that's even better. So yep. I'm with you. I hope that this is not a big deal, uh, long term bust for the well for the Red Sox, but also for Trey Turner. It's a one year deal. He doesn't yeah. have a lot for of Justin time to Turner. mess around. Yeah, for, yeah, Justin Turner. Excuse yeah. me. Well, and, <laughs> be clear, Justin Turner, Trey Turner—they're on opposite ends of their career. But yeah, you don't want you don't want Justin Turner to have to sit out for an extended period of time. This, like, like I said, this late in his career—that'd be a terrible, yeah. terrible way to yeah. go. But Matt Manning said it was just a complete accident. And apologized, especially like a guy gets in the face. You don't anymore expect it to be done on purpose, especially in spring training. You don't see expect anybody to get hit. They save totally. they save the rivalries and the the pettiness for the regular season. As it should so, be, yeah, because that's where it belongs. I should, we should still have it, but yes, <laughs> put it where it's supposed to be. <laughs> but let's 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 stick with the Red Sox, but let's shift gears just a little bit. Speaking of shifting, see what it did there. Oh. Um, the Red Sox shifted on Joey Gallo, uh, <laughs> but it's not how you might have thought they did because since the Red Sox don't care who you are, they uh. I guess they evaded the rules a little bit, skirted the rules. They brought their left fielder over to play in the hole behind second base. Playing with two outfielders, five infielders, kind of. One deep infielder, I guess you could say. Maybe more of a rover position. It was like a shallow right. It was like a super shallow right. Yeah. So they brought the center so, fielder, Adam Duvall, in to play uh, just off the dirt in right, in right shallow right. Right fielder stayed right where he was, and then what is it? Uh, Rami Tapia moved from left okay. to center. That I don't know. Like I, Major League Baseball has to be like, okay, come on, guys. Like come we're trying on, to get rid of this, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> so, and this is the thing too. Is I saw a headline today that said that um, batting average. What was it? It was batting averages and spirits are on the rise. I that's the same headline I saw because there's no shift. Yeah, batters, yeah. spirits, and averages are on the rise. Yeah. And to see something like that happen, like, okay, like how many teams are going to continue to do this? Well, and it, it feels like they're picking on Joey Gallo. I mean, there's a reason. I know there is, but it, <laughs> <laughs> like if I was Joey Gallo, I would have a hard time not feeling totally singled out. <laughs> yeah, I would too. It. Major League Baseball has to come up with some kind of rule. There's and I don't know. I don't know how you I don't know how you play it. I don't know what you do. I don't know if you say one outfielder in each field, you know. But I'm not sure. I don't know they, either. I don't know, I don't know how they regulate that and tell the outfielders that they can't play behind the second baseman, you know? Well, if you if you want to bring your right fielder all the way in, that's fine. You can. Yeah. I, yeah. You just gotta leave yourself a vulnerability. Which yeah. is I mean, you're going to leave yourself a vulnerability to the opposite field if you shift like this anyway. Um, I don't know. It's just like... So here, here's who, the thing. What do you want? Here's the thing. So I, when I coached 12, 11, 12-year-old 12 um, City League a few years ago, we noticed that kids were not hitting the ball in the air to the outfield. 
that these kids, that most of the kids in the league were not strong enough to hit the ball in the air to the outfield. So we're like, okay, let's do this. We want our right fielder and our left fielder in, in the outfield with a little bit of distance. So they have a good amount of space to back up the infielders in front of them. That's their yeah. primary, primary role at that age is to back up the infielders in front of them. What's the center fielder doing? He's not really backing up anybody. So we brought him to the edge of the grass. We gave up center field. We said, if you hit the ball to center field, let it go to the fence, run around the bases, we'll give it to you. Good for you. Yeah. Right? And it worked out for us. It worked out really well. And but that was the thing is we were conceding center field. If you're gonna bring a, if you're gonna put somebody behind the second baseman, you've got to concede right field. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that I wonder if they end up going with like the pie slice thing and being like, okay, you can't mm-hmm. have more than one outfielder in each pie slice. I think that's what's gonna happen, honestly. And I'm glad that they're gonna that they're pushing the limits right now, and we don't have to deal with this in May. Um, let's deal with it now. Like, let's yeah. just get it all out on the table. And Major League Baseball continues to send memos and constantly tweaking things, especially with the pitch clock. But yes. before we move on to that, Joey Gallo now plays in Minnesota. In case you didn't know, I didn't know. I and uh, he got he got two at bats, a walk, and a flyout. All right. Good for him. Okay. Pitch clock. Let's get back to that. We're going to be so sick of this by the time we hit opening day. Oh, man. But yeah, we are. like you said, Major League Baseball is sending memos about things. One of them is about the pitch clock. Mad of Max course got is. his wrist slapped a little bit um, because he's been pushing the envelope on the pitch clock. That's what he does. So the rule is, we'll review it. We talked about it last week. The batter must be set with eight seconds left on the clock. Eyes facing forward, ready to hit the ball as it's pitched. Well, Max Scherzer did not let Victor Robles, of the Washington Nationals, the Walgreens Nationals, sorry, <laughs> didn't let him get set. Right. So he was called for a balk because he, he got called for a quick pitch. Yeah. And then the next at bat, Scherzer lost the double play because the pitch was ruled late, which it was. It and was the Nationals super late. Yeah. The Nats went on to score like eight runs, I think, after that. It was a lot. <laughs> <It's> so crazy. <laughs> Uh, but the same, but so he he managed a quick pitch after, but it was after the batter was set. So this is the thing. This is what's happening. Max Scherzer said that he can play the the pitch clock to his advantage, which he's clearly doing. Oh yeah, right. Taking saying, okay, they've got to be set by eight seconds. They've got to be set. If he, I would pitch it right at eight seconds, right. So that's something that he can do. But Major League Baseball is saying, like, give give him a chance. Just give him a shot to do it. Come on, man. Make sure he's paying attention. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and part of it's part of it is safety too. Right? And it like, and the quick pitch thing has been on the rule books forever. Like you can't quick pitch right. guys for yeah. safety reasons. It's been around forever and ever. Yeah. So yeah. But I thought I thought this was funny what Buck Buck Showalter said. He said everybody's looking for a competitive edge and it's a good time to be testing those things. It is. Play with it. That's what I'm saying. If you get called for five bucks in spring training, nobody cares because it's pretend baseball. Nobody cares. It's pretend pretend baseball. That's exactly right. (laughs) So, so yeah, see what you can do with it. See what you can't do with it. And and even batters, like I think Manny Machado has been probably messing, like setting up his timing and everything. Like, what can I do to continue to like step out of the box, get ready? I'm sure like him and other guys, you know, like, okay, I need to time my new routine out so that I'm ready to go maybe at nine seconds. Yeah. Right. So it's smart, know. smart to get it out of the way now. Like play, mm-hmm. play hard for the next couple of weeks because this is this is it. 
Yeah, exactly right. And, uh, and it was... gives Major League Baseball a chance to play with it as well. And that's right. going back to the shift, what needs to happen. We need to just play with it and everybody push boundaries and let's let's renegotiate everything. Yep, exactly. So the Phillies, Zach Wheeler, I thought this was funny. He said that he doesn't like the pitch clock at all because it yeah. messes with the game too much. It's like... Yeah. It it does feel like it does. Like like yeah. we talked about last week. You said it was urgent. Baseball is not an urgent sport by right. any stretch of the imagination. It's it can be tense and it can be what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. But urgent is not one of them, and it's become urgent. Yeah. So that's it. yeah. There are a lot of people out there who think this is ruining baseball. Like there are a lot of people who feel, and that I way. think there are people out there who thought that the shot clock was going to ruin basketball too. But For sure, I don't. I don't think it will. It's an adjustment. We're going to have to adjust to it. And if you, like you said, in a few years, there's going to be a point where we don't even think about it anymore. Yeah, that will happen. Yeah, but speaking of things nobody cares about, <laughs> the Cubs <laughs> threw the first spring training no hitter since 2017. Now, Brig, if a team throws a combined no-hitter in spring training, does anybody care? No. No. They use six no. pitchers. <laughs> like, we've talked about it before that a, that a combined no-hitter just like doesn't really have the same impact. It doesn't really feel the same. It, it doesn't count. And when you're playing pretend baseball, it definitely doesn't count. So I feel like you should just like forget about it. <laughs> you know, the, I, we had to poke fun at this because it's ridiculous. But what's of note is that the game lasted two hours, 14 minutes with six pitcher pitching changes or five pitching changes. Well, they were probably all between innings. I don't think anybody came in mid inning. You're probably right. Just because that, you You're know, probably right. spring training, especially if guys are, play, are pitching well, they're not going to do a mid inning p- pitching change. But still, though, I, it's funny. I've, I've been to a regular season game that was shorter than that. Yeah. That was not a one, one time, one time, but nonetheless, I've done it. It's there, been there. It has happened. <clears throat> it's really interesting. But anyway, all right. Last thing we have here. I thought this was so funny, so funny. So <laughs> the Rays and the Twins. They actually played at the Trop. This game was played at the Trop, right? Which um, probably felt a lot like a regular season game to some degree because there wasn't anybody there. <laughs> But the batters and the umpire could hear the pitch comm system coming from the catcher's earpiece. <laughs> Naito was calling his own pitches. Yeah. <laughs> so the batters knew what was coming every single pitch. <laughs> so the, the earpiece was turned up too loud. And uh, which I understand like in, in like a a regular season game or even a spring training game where you're outside and it dissipates a little bit more and there's more crowd noise. Yeah. But the trop being indoors is probably just super quiet. Yeah. Uh, that both, like I said, the umpire and the, and the batter could hear everything. Rocco Baldelli, he told Maeda, he's like, Hey, good job. Cause he went out there and he threw two scoreless innings. He's like, but the batters knew it was coming every single pitch. <laughs> <laughs> but That's hey, good fantastic. for him. Good for him though, to get out of there That's scoreless when the batters knew it was coming. That's seriously impressive. Maybe there's more to it with the trash cans than we thought. Bro. I don't know. You can just end with that. Not hold it against them anymore. You're just, just going to end with that. <laughs> just going to end with that. Yeah. 
baseball family, guess what? <laughs> we have a Patreon, and you can go there, and that helps support the show. So go to patreon.com. We have levels of support at $1, $5, and $15.00. And it's at patreon.com, search baseball together, and that's a way you can get that. By doing so, you get access to the between the scenes, between behind the scenes content, between the segments content that we don't show anybody except for our exclusive group of rooters. Those are our patrons who subscribe to the show. So that's where you can get your exclusive content and all the things you can't get on the show. It's all there for right. you. It's called the bullpen yeah. cut. It's all there for you. Also, head over to snookseedery.com and use code BTPOD at checkout to get 10% off your order. We actually ordered uh, some more seeds because we're going to give some out at the World Baseball Classic. So if you do find us, we'll have some seeds for you. Yeah. Uh, they are literally the best seeds ever. But if you don't find us, go ahead and order yourself some, like I said, BTPOD for 10% off. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review the show where you can. Like and subscribe on the YouTube machine uh, so you don't miss anything that we put out each week we will put out the full-length podcast but also we will chop everything into tiny bite-sized bits to make it a little bit easier to consume if you don't have time to sit through an hour-long show but baseball family thank you so much for joining us again this week and we will catch you next week Mm -hmm.